This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. Big Ten football is back. NBA basketball is still here. We are excited. College basketball is going to be in a bubble. We're going to talk about everything on this episode. Maybe not college basketball being in a bubble, but we are going to talk schedule breakdown slash all things Ohio State slash his jealousy of us having Urban Meyer on with Bill Landis of The Athletic. We got a couple cool segments where Joey tries to quiz me on NBA players' nicknames and we play a little Ohio State Word Association. And this episode is brought to you by Todd Pennington with Columbus-based Revolution Mortgage. If you're looking to refinance into a very competitive low rate for cash out for debt consolidation or even home improvements, now is the time with historically low rates. Everything going on right now is historical. The election, bubbles, the Bulls hiring Billy Donovan, Justin Fields is going to win Heisman with only playing eight games and none of them when she plays the fourth quarter. Historic moments, historically low rates. Contact Todd Pennington at 614-390-9520 or visit revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington for more info. Revolution Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 1686046. Seriously, give Todd a call. We're going to work on making up a nickname for Todd, maybe T-Pen. But in the meantime, the first thing we're going to talk about is Joey tries to stump me with some NBA nicknames. Joey, how are you feeling about the episode and how are you feeling about this first segment? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm thrilled to stump you because I just love quizzing you on most on the random knowledge that I know. Um, but we should, shouldn't, are we just going to dive right into this? We're not going to talk about Ohio State football being back or anything like that first? Or, I think or we, this, is how we, this is how we keep the listeners in is they got to wait to hear about that stuff. I think we should probably talk about the Ohio State season returning right before we you know, jump in with Bill. Okay. All right. Well, let me. We don't want to be Ohio State, NBA, Warriors. Yeah. You know. So we'll yeah, get the right. Okay. So, so just to to start with, just the preference of my idea for this, right? Is, um, Basketball Reference has some wild nicknames, and that while they these aren't wild nicknames, some of them are pretty funny, and they're just like who, how, who came up with these? Um, some of them are like that, but most of them, it's like I'm just gonna quiz Andrew and see which nickname he correlates to which NBA guys. And, and I've seen this done on YouTube a handful of times. Um, shout out to Jai Dell. He's a YouTuber. Um, but I wanted to put my own spin on it. And most of the guys are relevant for whatever reason to us. And you definitely know each and every player. Okay. That's the preference. I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. Okay. So we'll just go. Essentially it's, it's, Hopefully, I'm going to know some of these, but some of them are also going to be my funny version of word association for these right. names. And then, Joe, I've got a list of, you know, 10 or so Ohio State-related slash drive-the-lane-related words slash phrases for you that you have to word associate. So, basically, welcome to the word association episode of Drive the Lane. Exactly. So, I'm going to skip through the ones like the Greek Freak and the Black Mamba and all those, like, and the Slim Reaper. Like, you know those. So... These are all fun, <laughs> okay? We'll start it off with Psycho T. Psycho T? Psycho T. Oh, man. This is a, I thought this was a layup. If you don't get this one, then we got problems. Psycho T? Is it Psycho T, the letter T. Psycho T. T 
T, T, T. He's psycho, bro. Psycho T. And his name starts with a T? Correct. Come uh, on. If you don't know this one, we, you, you got what? it. I'm just, I'm just blanking. Psycho T. I can't hear Psycho T and not think Spicy P. That's <laughs> the problem with what's going in my head right now. Tyler Hansbrough? Yep, yep. Okay. All right, so now I get why they're relevant. They're relevant because we're also a college basketball podcast, and that's a funny play. Sure. On the same way, like, I'm adding one because of how awesome this nickname is, and this is off the top of my head. Okay, um, so now, now I got you a little bit. I was trying to think of people in the bubble and NBA play. So no, I, no, no. No, there's, some guys are retired. Some guys never some – some are great college players. There's a bunch of different things. All right, one for one. Okay. This next one, and I'm writing it out on my notes. I don't know why, just to say it right now. It's, it became relevant because of what you just said. The gr- my opinion, the greatest nickname the NBA has ever seen, Sauce Castillo. Um, Nick Stauskas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. That's a late addition. That's a late addition. Okay, there's no way you get this one right. Well, because- it's a shame that Sauce Castillo never got to play on the Bulls, so Stacey King couldn't say, give me the hot sauce, Sauce Castillo. <laughs> Give me the hot sauce, Castillo. Um, yeah, that's a shame. Um, all right, you won't get this one because I didn't even know this was his nickname, but the captain. Kirk Heinrich. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's not Kirk Heinrich. Well, it's got to be a point guard. It, you'd think. This is why it makes no sense. I'm telling you. So I, I told Joey before this, basketball reference puts, you know, random nicknames X their players so that if – if websites no, this was the only this is they listed two for this guy and he's one of the best players ever and the other one is a just a just capital a so you tell me that can't one they can't make a, ever one of the best players ever correct is it Madge johnson no <laughs> what's his nickname Magic Johnson, Magic is his nickname. I know. Um, I have no idea. The it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> There's going to be some old man listening to this. and going to be like, you didn't know that the captain was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Honestly, though, right? Yeah. Um, okay. we'll, say, we'll say, okay, old man, who's Sauce Castillo? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next one. Uh, the Big Burrito. Mm, I'm kind of worried about answering this one. It's not Jokic. <laughs> Burrito. Is it like a Hispanic or Mexican player? It's not. It's not like. I can't give you any more hints. Is it like Glenn Davis? No, Glenn Davis is on there he, it, as the nickname Big Baby. Right. I don't know who the Big Burrito is. Uh, I'll give you another hint, and this will give it away. Big Spain. Oh, Marcus All. Yeah. The big burrito. The big burrito. <laughs> big burrito. Oh, I should have gotten that one. You should have gotten that I was a little one. nervous about answering that one, to be honest. Though. Don't be nervous. No feelings are going to be hurt. Um, all right. Next one. And the some big, of these the remember. Big burrito. That's a good one. I know. It's great. Not as good as Sauce Castillo, but it's up there. I want to um, put some of my Sauce Castillo on the big burrito. I <laughs> 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 love that. Um, all right. <laughs> um, this next one, uh, again, there's a reason why there's themes to the list. So this one is the mayor. I think you should know this one. Tyus Jones? No. He is the, the mayor. mayor. The mayor. 
He is, Tyus Jones' nickname is the mayor. Okay, well, this guy's nickname was given to him by his teammates because of his extraordinary pop ability. Whoa, let me start that over. Brandon Paul. What? Brandon no. Paul. No. Given to, his, given to him by his teammates because of his extraordinary popularity in the school's home city where he was raised. The school's home city? Great college player, great college coach, NBA player, NBA coach. That gives it away. And how does that give it away? Comes relevant to us. Fred Hoiberg, Hoiberg, the mayor of Ames, Iowa. Just uh, Tyus Jones is the mayor of Happy Valley or Apple Valley, whatever. Well, I have the list. Let me go to Tyus Jones and see what they say. Tyus Jones did not make this list of nicknames. So, sorry, Tyus. Um, next, the Blue Arrow. Um, that's Jamal Murray, right? It is Jamal Murray because of his three-point celebration. The mayor of Apple Valley declared Wednesday, April 22nd as Tyus Jones Day. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that's it. Right. He has contact with the mayor, therefore his nickname is the mayor. Okay. I'm telling you that's just, okay, go on. All right, the next one. I have a theme here. Is a two-parter. Who is the Jewish Jordan, and who is the Maple Jordan? The Maple Jordan is is Wiggins, correct? The Jewish Jordan is you. I wish. <laughs> is it Jordan Farmar? No, bro. It's, he's a great player. Oh, Caspi. No, notice how I didn't specify what kind of player. He's not a. Not an NBA player necessarily, but he's a great player. Edelman? It's, no, there's no NFL. The Jewish Jordan is an NFL wide receiver. Oh, wait. You just said, okay, so he's a college player? He was a great college player. The Jewish Jordan? He's relevant to us. Really, really relevant to us. Am I in our hometowns? Am I an idiot for not getting this? Yeah. The Jewish Jordan. NCAA champion. Brunson? <laughs> what? The Jewish Jordan from our hometown NCAA champion? He's relevant to our hometown, and he's an NCAA champion. Oh, is it Shire? Yep. John oh. Shire. <laughs> the Jewish Jordan. All right. Oh, that was what? That yeah. was hard. I told you there's some hard ones. I'm going to go with a really easy one and then a really hard one. I said Omri Caspi. Yeah. Well, he'd be the Israeli Jordan. Yeah. Um, all right. Really easy one, the White Mamba. Scal Brady. Scal Brady. Hardest one by far. <laughs> His nickname is Stat. Capital S, capital T, capital A, capital T. Stat. <laughs> Current player? Um. Yeah, not in the NBA, though. He was a superstar in the NBA. Now he's somewhere else. That's a good hint. Also along the lines of, of Jewish, that's also relevant for this guy. That just gave it away. The stat, and he's Jewish? Yes. Oh, Stoudemire. Yeah, Mark Stoudemire. The, the reasoning behind it is stat. Standing tall and talented. <laughs> I like it. That's got to be one of those fake basketball reference ones. Right, but that's the only nickname it's given to him. Um, there's some other funny ones that I wanted to. Hey, he's the Jewish Jordan. There's some, There's some like, like, Larry Bird has some of the greatest nicknames. Like, 
Larry Legend, Uncle Larry, those are great. But, like, the great White Hope and the Hick from French Lick are unrivaled yeah. in terms of nicknames. Those are insane. Isn't it funny what came to my mind when you said some of them? Yes, that's what that's what the hope. But, like, some of these, like, are so great, but they just give it away. Like, whose nickname is The Bostrich? <laughs> Chris Bosch. <laughs> that's good. What about the custodian? You know the custodian? Um, the custodian? Yep. Because he cleans up all the messes? Uh, for whatever reason. Maybe he looks like a custodian? I don't know. Who's the custodian? Um, Brian Cardinal, NBA champion. Brian Cardinal. Oh, I knew that. Purdue alum. All right, last one that's just hilarious, and you, you won't get this. Actually, he, he has an award named after him for the best point guard, the Houdini of the Hardwood. The Houdini of the Hardwood? Is Jerry yeah. West? No, bro. Jerry West is the best shooting guard. Wait, I thought you said it. What, what best point guard? Best point guard. Um, oh man, did Brunson win it? Of course. God damn it! <laughs> I got to hold the Jerry West trophy. Um, best point guard. I don't know. Bob Cousy. Okay. Bob some Cousy. other. Some other. Uh, Honorable mentions, and then I'm, we're done. Glass is one of the nicknames for Anthony Davis for his propense, propensity for injuries. <laughs> um, Clyde the Glide, unbelievable nickname, but that's a, that, you know, it's given away. Um, the Big Fundamental, unbelievable nickname as well. Uh, what else we got in here? Durants are hilarious. His nicknames are Katie, Durantula, The Servant, Slim Reaper, and then Snake. <laughs> He is a snake. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I don't know if there's any any other ones worthy of mentioning just from this, just in terms of funny, besides like Booby Gibson, but everyone called him Booby Gibson. You know? Ooh. All right. The Ohio State Word Association. Let's do it. All right. Ohio State Word Association. So basically, I'm going to read off these names or things, okay? Okay. And then just say the. You know how this works. Yeah. Can it be a sentence that I say that comes to my mind, or does that have to be a word? Well, you can't be like, well, when I hear... Yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. You can, you can be either like, a word or a phrase. You can be like best player in Ohio State history. Yes, yeah. word or a phrase. I got you. All right, first one, Aaron Kraft. My idol growing up. Perfect. Michigan. I don't like them. <laughs> That's a bad one. Think of what? something else. Um... Well, I can't remember the last time Ohio State lost them in football. Good. High Street Tees. <laughs> Quite the sponsor. Justin Fields. Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> the Big Ten. Thank God they're playing football. Kata Bates D up. The best teammate, best playing teammate I've ever had. Best player. Penn State. <laughs> Cost me a Big Ten championship. Coach Holtman. I, I owe him the world. <laughs> Buckeye Donuts. I can't believe they're not sponsoring this podcast. Threes above high. I thank God they do sponsor this podcast. They're used to. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Sollinger. He's going to be an unbelievable coach someday. The TBT. He's already a great coach. Sorry. TBT. Um, we know stuff that you guys don't know, and it's going to be really cool in the future. <laughs> oh. 
I'm trying to think what else. Because that, that's my list. I didn't realize how quick Um all right, should I hit you with some just off the top of my head? Yeah, I'll hit you with one more. Joshua Perry. Bum. Oh whoops, sorry. Uh, that's not what I meant. Uh, legend, goat. Yeah. Um, let me think of some. All right. Um Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Ohio State Word Association and see what comes up. Bear with me. All right. In the meantime, I'm gonna tell you guys that if the Miami Heat lose this series after being up 2-0 and I don't win my 50 to win 400 bet, I'm going to be very very angry, and I may take it out on my co-host. So he better give Duncan Robinson a call and say keep making your threes, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> the associations to the word Ohio, the first five are. Buckeye, Akron, Dayton, Columbus, Cincinnati. <laughs> LeBron, 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 LeBron. Oh, LeBron's nickname was so funny. It was the Akron Hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's a fake one. Um, okay, let me give you – I'll give you five. Ready? Yep. Ryan Day. National champion. Uh, Ohio Stadium. Speak it into existence. Ohio Stadium. Ohio State. <laughs> um, Andrew Dockich uh, half court shot against Michigan State <laughs> now the first thing that hopped into my head was, was Dan Dockich but don't tell him I said that yeah, well if he doesn't listen so you got nothing to worry about um, um, Chris Olave <laughs> legend just keeps coming into my head but I got oh, legend nice good one um, bottle Tio. flipping. Tio, record-breaking year, Randy Moss, Tio. But bottle flipping. <laughs> Drew Grissman <laughs> or dabbing. All right, that's, that's, bad, all I got for you. that's bad radio that we were doing the dab. That's all, I, that's all I got for you. I'm sorry the nicknames took so long, but they were so funny. I just, all right, last one, Drive the Lane. Um, Ohio State-themed sports podcast that hopefully everyone is subscribed to and leads a comment down below. McGee's Bar and Grill. <laughs> love McGee's. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know when the next time I'll be back there is, but <laughs> I love McGee's. I will probably be there tonight because I live across the street. Shout out McGee's, where we had our live show. Oh, great! Now everybody knows where they where you live. Zach Levine found out Billy Donovan was the new head coach while playing. Uh, wait, live reaction while playing. I swear, just came out. <laughs> you're streaming wow that'll be good <laughs> oh I'm glitching again <laughs> what'd he say I'm glitching again he cares more about his what's this game called Warzone yeah bro chill out don't make fun of Warzone alright well I, lo I like the Bulls hire. It makes me – I'm not even – like, obviously, you're way more of a Bulls, Bulls fan than I am. I love Chicago. But, like, I root for, you know, my, my, my former teammates and whatnot. But, like, Michael Tulip said this on Twitter. Like, I'm not even – he's like, I'm not even a Bulls fan, but this makes me super excited. And I agree. But we don't need to talk about the Bulls hire. Because the Bulls are the Bulls, and this is a victory because they could have screwed this up so bad, and they didn't. So our tourists, we we trust. We won't talk about the Bulls because the Bulls are not going to be back until probably January. But something's gonna that's going to be back October twenty fourth is Ohio State football. 
Joshua Perry said it best. Nebraska kicks off against Ohio State in the Let Us Play Bowl the first week of the season. I'm just excited to have something else to talk about finally on this show that actually has to do with Ohio State. I think you got to clip this right here. I'm just excited to – dude, your arms look huge. Joey's did the OHIO and his arms look ginormous. Yeah, I just got a tight shirt on. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just – again, we're not doctors. We don't know if they should be playing. But since all the other teams are playing, we had FOMO, and we're just happy that they're playing because – Obviously, for the players, we've talked about it a million times. It's very cool that they fought for it and they're playing. And thank God there's going to be Big Ten football because, obviously, I'm in Columbus now, and the fall would be so weird without Ohio State football going on. It's already weird. Well, so we kind of got into this when we were talking with, with Bill Landis, but, like, we had such a boring schedule breakdown with him because usually it's like, ooh, they're going to Michigan, and, you know, Michigan's going to want to spoil their playoff hopes, so it's going to be a good game, or – Ooh, they have to go to Oregon, or, you know, it's never easy to win at Iowa, but there's just nothing on the schedule this year that is, is remotely close to that. A loss this year would probably be one of the worst losses in, yeah. the, in the last 10 years. Since the Urban Meyer era began, with the exception of the loss to Virginia Tech, which obviously everyone knows what happened, and, and the loss That's to, not the worst loss. No, no. Well, that would have been a – Awful loss if at home, if Braxton Miller was starting and they were supposed to, and if they didn't win the national championship that year. Right. They, they won. That's why it's not. But what, I, but what I'm saying, like, if they lose, like, to Illinois or just a bad game that they should not lose this year or, or at a Michigan State team that is rebuilding and we. There's we, no act either. There's no home field advantage. Like, yeah, obviously, they have to travel. We're still traveling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a different kind of home field advantage. You know, you could potentially have two weeks at home and Ohio State could be traveling two weeks in a row. Like, we haven't vetted the schedule enough to know that. But there is still going to be some aspect of home field advantage. There will be something yeah. that, that separates it from, from a practice or from, from being at home. So it's going to be weird. It's going to look different. But the key word is it's going to here. The key phrase, it's going to, which is we're going to see football – we're going to see the Buckeyes on the field, and we're hopefully going to see an undefeated team that gets to go to the playoff and avenge their loss to Clemson potentially and also beat out a team like Alabama again in some way or another. Check out the Southeastern podcast, which came out today on the ZD Network, because they break down all things SEC. And I can promise you this, if we get a SEC Ohio State National Championship, we will be doing some sort of – something whether it's a live event live episode something with all the the zedia we guarantee there's something we guarantee it there'll be something but if ohio state doesn't make the national championship then it's their fault that we're not doing something and and we can maybe start a petition or protest or something like that to get ohio state into the national championship so that we can have a live event so why don't we spice this up real quick and let's just give the people our heisman trophy winner and our college football final Four. Let's do. Let's do final four. Yeah, final four. All right, I've got. <laughs> let's do two. Let's do two Heisman Trophy. Let's do like who should win, who people maybe aren't paying attention about that could win. Okay, I don't really know the answer to the second one, but that's okay. I my final four is <laughs> get get ready. <laughs> Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma, baby. Woo! 
And that's the segment right there. All right. And mine, I'm going to mix it up just to be different and be fun. I'm going to go Ohio State, Clemson, UCF. <laughs> They're going to say like UCLA. I'm like, Actually, I'm play. changing it. Ohio State, Miami, Bama, UCF. And that leads into my Heisman pick, which is Derek King from Bama or from, from Miami. Yeah, Miami, whatever. Same thing. Right. He's probably the front runner right now. He's the guy who transferred from Houston. Yeah, he's, he's probably the front runner right now. And if Clemson loses to them, which the reverse side of that is if they beat Clemson, which I don't think is going to happen. But if it does, you got to think they'll be in the playoff and you got to think he'll be in a position to win the Heisman if, if they beat Clemson and it's enough to get them to the, to the playoff. So that's, that's kind of my pick. And then, obviously, Justin Fields, I think he's going to win. But he's not going to get to play fourth quarters, so we'll see. He might not even play third quarters. Justin Fields wins the Heisman, and it's not even close. That's my prediction. It's just not even close. I, I don't even know who – like, here's my under-the-radar pick. I'm pretty sure Spencer Rattler on Oklahoma is a freshman, a redshirt freshman. So, there's my under-the-radar pick. Yeah, I mean, just I even know if he played well or not. Just to throw a couple more names out there, Mond at A&M is good, and a lot of people think they could potentially beat Bama and be a playoff team. Kyle Trask has the most experience maybe in the country. People think this could be a breakout year for him. Uh, kind of under the radar, Bo Nix had a great first couple games last year, then kind of fell off, but then they beat Look Bama. at you. You know a lot about college football, dude. I do know a lot about college football. Where did you go? In a year where it didn't start until a month later. And my Missouri Tigers are going to lose by 956. I think the funniest part about all this is that Missouri's over-under wins for the year is one and a half. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because they opened the year at home against Bama. And my – so I was in charge of the tailgates for my fraternity. Nice. And they were so fun, dude. And my – one of the guys that was the, was the president and helped with tailgates and stuff texted me the other day. Shout out to uh, JP, not Joshua Perry, different JP. And he goes, how much money would we have spent on season opener at home against Bama if we could tailgate? And I sent him thousands, thousands, a whole long thing about it. So there's that. We don't get the tailgate. Don't know who is tailgating. I'm sure Bama's having tailgates when the games are at Bama. Um, if you're going to go to a tailgate, wear a germless mask. If you're going to wear a shirt, wear a high street T-shirt. If you're going to watch the game at a bar, watch it at threes above high. And if you're going to rent or refi or buy <laughs> or other stuff that you do with mortgages, do it through Revolution Mortgage. Let's get to Bill Landis. Let's break down this boring-ass Ohio State schedule. Buckle up and drive the lane slash read the athletic with Bill Landis. <laughs> All right, join us now on Drive the Lane. Bill Landis of The Athletic covers Ohio State, knows all things and everything when it comes to Ohio State. Bill, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I don't know if I know everything, but I'll pretend like I do. <laughs> it, it's a little bit of a change of pace for you. You know, usually you're asking Joey the questions, and now we're going to flip it around. He might be asking you some questions, so you get a taste of being on the other side. That's right. I've, I've never been in this position before. Um, I, I've been in a few press conferences with Joey, and, and I always appreciate it that time. He's always a pretty good quote, so I hope I can live up to that. 
Yeah, uh, a good quote for uh, whatever whatever that means. But uh, but yeah, you know, we we shared a we shared a press room maybe four <laughs> times, and every time it was someone asking me a sarcastic question or basically asked me why I'm why I'm there. But it's nice nice change of pace to to get to talk uh, some football and just scoop by all the basketball questions. We can we can talk hoops too. I'm I'm down for I'm down for whatever. <laughs> Bill, one of the things that we want to hit for sure is we want to kind of go down and break down Ohio State's schedule. But before we get to all that, you know, from your perspective, what's kind of your biggest takeaway from the from the saga that was the saga that was Big Ten football the past two months? Uh, thank God it's over. Uh, well, and I hope it's over. And if that's the case, thank God that it's over. Um, it's a really stressful month, I guess, for, for everybody and for, for very different reasons. For anyone who cares about Big Ten football or Ohio State football, certainly. For the players, I think probably first and foremost, um, the coaching staff, obviously, they're the players' parents, and even people like myself in the media – just a lot of different information being thrown out there and you're, you're trying to get a hold of what's true and what's not and who this person is saying this thing definitively and how could they possibly have sources. Um, and it was just a lot, it was a lot to get through. Uh, so, so I'm thankful that, that it's over and, and I hope that, you know, that the path there wasn't great, but, but I think the result of it can be pretty good. So I'm, so I'm hopeful that, you know, moving forward, there won't be any more interruptions and they can play football in a few weeks. We can get to uh the the man or whatever you might have alluded to about sources <laughs> in, in a little but first you know before we dive into um the actual what is actually happening um of course we got to ask you did you think it was ever in doubt that the big time was going to play football for sure um I was shocked when it's when it switched back in August, um, whatever date that was, August eighth or no, I guess it was the eleventh. Um, once they put out that original ten game schedule, I was like, all right, here we go, and I had no reason to believe that it was ever going to get knocked off track. And then when it did, obviously, you think that anything's on the table moving forward. And and I like heard the rumblings, like everybody else, that they were going to try to get something back going in the fall, but I couldn't really figure out how much of that was real and how much of that was just hope on the part of players and, and coaches who, who wanted to play for obvious reasons. So I actually, I actually didn't believe it was going to happen until probably a week before they announced this, this new nine game schedule. So I spent three weeks basically accepting the fact that there wasn't going to be football this fall. And I had planned out how to do my job without a football season. And, and I'm thankful that I can throw that list in the garbage can now and, and cover a season like normal. But yeah, I was not, I'm tend, I tend to be an optimistic person, but I was not uh, particularly optimistic when right after the Big Ten made the initial decision to cancel. I have two kind of uh, questions that now are actually possibly able to be answered. So question one, do you think Justin Fields will be able to do enough in less games to make a case for A, the Heisman, and B, potentially the number one overall draft pick in the NFL draft? I think he has a much better chance of being the Heisman than I do the number one pick. I just, I really feel like Trevor Lawrence has that sewn up and I, I don't really agree with that. Cause I, I do think Justin is, is pretty close to as talented as Trevor. Maybe Trevor's a little more polished as a passer. Certainly he's played more games. And I think that matters when, when the NFL evaluates guys, but I think it's really close. But when you look at the offense that Justin's 
than compared to the offense that, that Trevor's in. And I know this sounds crazy because they just beat the Citadel like 100 nothing the other day. Um, the Ohio State offense is more built for a Heisman Trophy winner, I think. I think that's, that's played out here over really since Urban Meyer's been here. So I, as long as Ohio State plays its nine games, I 100% think Justin Fields can win, can win a Heisman Trophy. Whatever the final stats are, they're going to look different anyway because most guys are going to have 11 games. Um, or maybe 12, but Justin Fields can, in nine games, put up close to 3,000 passing yards and probably 30-something touchdowns and, and rush for a lot. And I think if you're a Heisman voter, you have to look at that and extrapolate extrapolate it over what would be a normal season. And obviously, that's a Heisman-worthy season. So as long as they play every game, and, and I hope that they do, I absolutely think you can win the Heisman this year. And ETN is there at Clemson, and Dobbins is not there at Ohio State. So that, I think, can yes. also be a key thing that, that makes a difference in the Heisman race. Yeah, it happened last year. Like, I, I thought Ohio State had you, – do you mean it gives Justin a leg up to, to win because he doesn't have that guy in his backfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I, thought, I thought the three Heisman caliber players at Ohio State last year hurt their chances of having one guy who could win, and that's like an obvious thing to say. But as long, if you're the man and just – Justin's going to be the man that puts you in a much better, much better position. Andrew, you don't sound biased at all um, when you're kind of making those statements. Um, you, you think he – does he become the favorite to you, Andrew? I'm asking you a question now. Is he the favorite to win the Heisman? I, I don't think he's the favorite because I think he has to play potential. He has to do more and less like we were just talking about. Even if it's only one less game, that might be 400 yards less and five touchdowns less depending on – who, who that team is and who you're playing. So, and, and like we saw last year, Fields kind of got knocked because he wasn't playing in a lot of fourth quarters and Burrow was playing a lot of fourth quarters. So I think we could see a big gap in stats that has to do more with, you know, the overall Ohio State team rather than the overall Clemson team. But I'm not the expert. The expert here is Bill. So, so going back to you, I want to I jump into the schedule a little bit. So our, our good friend Joshua Perry – says that Ohio State and Nebraska will start things off in the hashtag let us play bowl. What do you think about that first game of the year? It's it's interesting. Um, Nebraska gets pumped up a lot because it's, it's, a, it's a brand, but they have not been very good um, really since they joined the Big Ten, and especially the last three or, three or four years. They were okay at the start when they first joined the league. Um, but last year in, in Lincoln, it was a blowout. Uh, two years ago was a decent game, but that was kind of a flawed Ohio State team. And, and I think Adrian Martinez in particular caught them off guard. I, I don't think that would happen again. So if you look at the teams that Ohio State could possibly play in the Big Ten, like outside of Michigan and Penn State and, and Wisconsin, I don't think there's really anybody who gets you excited. Nebraska is probably the next best thing. So it's an interesting opener. It's better than opening against like Rutgers or, or Maryland. I, I think you can learn a little something by playing Nebraska, but they're just – they're just not very good. I, I'm not totally sold on on Scott Frost there just yet. Um, I thought it was a good hire when they made it, but the results just haven't really been there. So I, I'm happy to not have to sleep through a 70 to nothing Rucker snooze fest in the first game, but um, it could be a better opponent. So then moving forward, obviously, then Ohio State plays a, a very spooky, um, <laughs> you know, Halloween matchup with Penn State. No whiteout this year. But, you know, you kind of mentioned it. Do they pose a serious threat um, to Ohio State's Big Ten uh, title hopes? Um, so, like as serious as it can be, I guess. It's not – if it were played under normal whiteout conditions, then I would say yes. Although it is kind of – I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but the Penn State's record in whiteout games is actually not very good. 
because it's usually against the best team they play that year and they're not as good as them. Um, but it is, it's not, it's not nothing. We know we saw Ohio state lose there in 2016 and 2014. It was an overtime game. So even when Ohio state has a talent advantage, the crowd helps even things up, but that's, that's not there this year. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see it. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of games in that stadium. I actually went to Penn state and, and I've seen like the, the best atmospheres that the Penn state has had. And it's like a sight to behold. And I just can't imagine Beaver stadium being empty. Like I don't, you might as well play in the parking lot if that if that's the case. And I just think it all it's all going to come down to talent more than more than it ever has this year. And no one has close to as much talent as Ohio State. So it's like it makes. I'm super excited. That we have like a schedule to analyze, but at the same time, it's just like if we remove that element of the crowd, then what are we really talking about? Is Ohio State really in jeopardy of losing any game? I still think they're going to be a double digit favorite in that game at Penn State. What is college sports without a crowd? That's the real question. A television show? Yeah. Oh, nice. Andrew went to Mizzou, so there's there's the Mizzou joke <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> Bill, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save us the time. I'm gonna skip over the Rutgers blowout. I'm gonna skip over the Maryland blowout, even though it's at Maryland, and that's a tough place oh. to go in and get a win. Ask Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> but then we move on November twenty first. The Indiana game, Indiana is a team that if it was like professional sports, you would be saying that their future is bright, that they got a good young core that they'll be able to build on. You know, in college, guys don't stick around as long kind of stuff kind of fizzles out. Indiana, does Ohio State have any sort of chance of struggling, maybe not even losing, but just struggling in that game? If there was one game to pick where – Ohio State might be surprised a little bit. I think that would be the one. Like, it's not a, it's not upset alert, but, you know, you always kind of fall into that that landmine game oftentimes in the middle of the year. Falls in a, in a really weird spot. There's such a lull between Penn State and Michigan with the schedule. And I, and I think if, if Ohio State, for whatever reason, were to not be firing all cylinders going into the Indiana game, I think Indiana can, can give them a little bit of a scare. Uh, I really like their quarterback, Michael Penix. Wap, Philly, Wap Filliers, their slot receiver, and he's one of the better receivers in, in the country, I think, because the guy doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And uh, Tom Allen's a good coach. Um, I thought that, like, they, they moved on from Kevin Allen to Tom Allen and kind of went – Kevin Wilson to Tom Allen and kind of went defense instead of offense. And Tom Allen's defenses have always been pretty good. And, and I think just now his offense is starting to turn a corner. So that, that's a program, I think, that's that's rising a little bit, not in any kind of way that's going to make it a competitor in the Big Ten East, but, but I think a, a program that can be kind of a pain in the side of a team like Ohio State or, or a Penn State or a Michigan and, and just a team that's not going to just wilt when you go play them, whether it's home or away, whether there's fans in the stands or not. I think they're a tough team that's improving its talent. So it's interesting. I, I like – of outside of Michigan and Penn State, that's probably the game I'm most intrigued by on Ohio State's schedule, but, but I still wouldn't – I wouldn't dare approach saying anything that would come close to saying Ohio State's going to lose that game. Every year, fans are looking for the game where Ohio State's going to struggle in a night game on the road, right? Whether it's at Purdue or Iowa or whatever. So we can mark our calendars and say it's Indiana this year. It's not a black and gold team. It's it's a red team. It's Yeah, well, cool. crimson and cream, right? Isn't that what they right. – yeah. Sure. Don't disrespect sure. the folks in the in – Oh, I would never. Right? That's a WAP. That's some WAP. WAP. <laughs> yeah, it's WAP. It's W-H-O-P, yeah. Oh, that's, that's almost good. better, though. Honestly, <laughs> I, how how does he not get talked about with a name like that? That's what I, I've never heard. Oh, of I got breaking like. news! Breaking news! Oh boy! Oh geez! Nick Bosa ACL confirmed torn. Oh, oh geez! 
yesterday was brutal or Sunday was brutal in the NFL. Well, yeah. not just the NFL, but even more hyper-focused on formal, former Buckeyes. I mean, Campbell out indefinitely, Hooker out, mm-hmm. uh, Bosa now out. I think a couple more guys got hurt too. Um, oh, that's that's was, rough breaking news. It was a bad one o'clock slate. That's when it seemed like they all happened yeah. right after each other too. Campbell and, and Nick Bosa were like one right after the other. I wasn't watching either game, but I saw the carts out for Paris Campbell, and then it must have been a minute later. It said the carts out for Nick Bosa. I was like, geez, that's. I don't. I don't know. I think it's just random. I don't really know if that has anything to do with the NFL not having preseason, but yeah, it was it was a brutal week for sure. So it's it kind of sucks because this is a pretty boring schedule breakdown because usually it's like, ooh, they got to go to Oregon. Are they going to lose to Oregon? Or like, ooh, Miami, they haven't played them since the national championship. They're angry. But like this year it just really feels like the only chance they have of losing is Michigan, and that's only because it's a rivalry game. Do you think it's weird that the Big Ten didn't try to make their – schedule stronger hope because we know because it happens every year with Ohio State they could go eight and oh nine and oh and beat every team by 50 and people will still say they didn't have a strong enough schedule you think it's weird that in a year where they really could be the puppeteers behind the scenes the Big Ten didn't want to give Ohio State harder opponents I was a little surprised by that now now what they did I, I there's no there's no like conspiracy here with what ended up happening even the idea that Nebraska has to play Penn State and Ohio State that was on the schedule anyway and like what what they did was take the original 2020 schedule even before the the chopped up 10 game one and they took there's there's a week where everyone in the east plays at a west opponent they just kept that game and that's Ohio State at Illinois and there's a week where everyone in the west plays at an east opponent and that's when Ohio State's playing Nebraska so the only other west option that Ohio State had was Iowa unless they wanted to really just totally revamp the schedule but I thought that might have been on the table I thought they might have tried to give Ohio State Wisconsin or a Minnesota, and a Minnesota becomes really interesting if Rashad Bateman ends up coming back. Um, but the way it ended up, you know, they get the, they play probably the worst team in the West in Illinois and, and a team in Nebraska that could very well finish like fifth or sixth in the West. Um, so it's not particularly exciting. And I agree with you. I think Michigan, Michigan is probably the one that gets my antennas up the most. Um, Penn State is obviously there too, and it's on the road. I, I just think the most interesting thing, it's not so much who they play, or when they play them, it's, it's, I think you assume they're going to go undefeated. And then at the end of that, how is all that information absorbed by the playoff committee when they're comparing what we think will be a 9-0 Ohio State that didn't play a particularly tough schedule, probably won most of its games lopsidedly against teams in the SEC and ACC and Big 12 who have played more games than they have. And, and in theory, against tougher competition, more consistently. Three years ago... Three years ago, if you would look at the schedule and see at Penn State, at Michigan State, Nebraska, Michigan, you would say that Ohio State has the hardest schedule. But Michigan mm-hmm. State could be the worst team. Michigan State could be worse than they've ever been ever this year. And like you said, Nebraska, they could be terrible. So it really is just luck of the draw with the scheduling in the year. And, of course, they lose Oregon like, like we were talking about. Do you think – is it – almost guaranteed that it's Wisconsin or Minnesota that come out of that other side. Do you think this could be a year where a Northwestern's like, Hey, we're winning the, we're winning the West this year. 
No, like I, I need to see like Northwestern play modern offensive football, I think, before before I can give them the benefit of the doubt. I know they were there two years ago, but just watching that team play last year, the fact that they, they don't seem to be able to find a quarterback. And they have Peyton Ramsey, the, the kid who's played Indiana. I, I liked him a lot when he played against Ohio State, so maybe he's good enough to, to lift that offense up, and, and I'll be wrong. Um, but I, I still think it's Wisconsin. If Rashad Bateman comes back and plays for Minnesota, which I think he's trying to do, that might change it a little bit, but but I like Wisconsin. Um, it's just that the program's a machine. It's not a machine that wins national titles, but it's a machine that wins its division every year and is always there in Indianapolis. And it's probably like outside of Ohio State, I think it's it's obviously the safest bet in the Big Ten that you're going to say Wisconsin's going to be in Indianapolis. So that would be my pick, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. And that's the thing. I, I don't think we take that into account right now. When we look at the schedule and think, well, oh, it's not very good. They, they could get a pretty good game there in that ninth opponent, whether it is Wisconsin or Minnesota or, or Northwestern ends up having a good year. So it's kind of it's kind of blah when you look at it now. But when you add in that added element of the conference title game against what will probably be a ranked team, it's a little bit better. So what kind of threat do you think, whether it's Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northwestern, what kind of realistic threat do you think they have? Number one, to beat Ohio State because – Probably if they beat Ohio State, they'll make the, the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the real question is what kind of threat do they pose just in general in, in that championship game? Not much. Um, I still think whoever whoever they play there, I know it's like it's like a broken record. Such a it's bummer. Like, it's, this is it's like, like bo- this is like so boring. It's like it's, 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 it's we're all trying to be exciting like, love, about it. I love covering Ohio State because so many people care about Ohio State. But every year it's this. Every, unless they're playing a, like a weird non-conference game, every year it's like they're not going to lose. So I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're what we're fretting over with the schedule. Um, and that's the case again this year. I, I still just think no matter who they play, even in, in the Big Ten championship, it's going to be. I guess there's a chance it's the second best team they play depending on how Michigan's season goes. But I would I would guess that that opponent ends up being the third toughest opponent Ohio State will play this year behind Michigan and Penn State. Um, so so I don't know. Like on, on paper, it'll look good because you want a win against a ranked team when, when the committee is evaluating you. But just on the field, I, I don't think there's anyone who has a chance to, to hang with Ohio with an Ohio State team that didn't lose anybody. That's like that's the crazy thing in all this. This, this wild year, we've seen opt-outs all over the place, and Ohio State kept all of its best players. So one thing that the Big Ten's doing that I think is so cool is obviously you've mentioned it, the the championship weekend at the end where the same seeds on both sides will play each other. If that looks cool, do you think that's something – or looks cool, gets the job done? Do you think it's something that that the Big – not only the Big Ten could keep moving forward but also other conferences and it could just become kind of like a norm that, okay, you didn't win the East – but, hey, Florida, you're going to go play LSU and Georgia's going to play Bama. And you know what? If you beat LSU, you might be able to sneak into the playoff. Yeah, I love it. I, I like it especially because I think it, it gives you a little something more to play for than maybe a bowl game would. So it's like you put that game at the end of the schedule, and maybe there aren't many stakes to it. But I think, like, conference pride matters and and, and – playing a team that you're going to see every year adds a little more something to a game than if you were to go to, you know, Mobile, Alabama and play some team you hardly ever play or maybe have never played before. They give a better chance of your best player sticking around the play in a game like that, even though it doesn't mean much. And and I like just sort of having the finality. And, and I, I suppose you have the, the standings to do that. But I like the idea of 
getting a like a true baseline of like one to 14 who are the best teams in, in the conference by having everybody play their their counterpart in the standings at the end of the year um, and you can get fun matchups out of that like if Ohio State's playing Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game and like Michigan's playing Minnesota and it's like Jim Harbaugh against PJ Fleck like that's fun and um, Nebraska or Northwestern against Penn State and, and, and a number three game or Iowa against Penn State they always play really good games in, in that number three game I think it's cool um, it's it's a pretty transparent television move which I, I guess all of this is at the moment and I think might create some more problems just with the optics of what college athletics are but if there's a way to work around that, then then I think it's something you could see happening moving forward. It's just nice that we're finally going to get to see, you know, Rutgers versus Illinois with something of worth on the line where they're just trying not to be the worst team. I think yeah. Isn't that all we want? Yeah. almost like the play-in games for the Big Ten tournament for basketball. It's like, all right, like, let's just make it to the next day so that we don't have to listen for the entire offseason that we were the worst team. And it's like we get to do – we get, and fans get to watch it and it matters so it's 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 almost fun that way like even like as a player like you get behind like okay like this game doesn't matter but at the same time like it does yeah I think the idea if you're if you're a Rutgers or an Illinois and you can say definitively we weren't the worst team in the Big Ten I do I do think that matters like you that's something you can hang your hat on exactly it's for coaches in the offseason the coaches are like boys yeah. we are we're not the worst we got something to fight for here there's a lot to that's what they tell the athletic directors they're like keep me around one more year we're not the worst right it can yeah it can create some momentum and I also think too for I wonder if it would play out this way but teams that go into those games with, with five wins like if you were to win that game and get bowl eligible by winning that game that's a big deal too um, and there is, there is this scenario, like you pointed out, pointed out, Andrew, that if you're on the cusp of the playoff and you don't make your conference championship game, but then you go play that that extra game and you look really good against another good team, I, like I, that could create some problems, I think, for the playoff. But I, I don't have to make the decision. I'll watch the good game and let them figure out the mess. I don't care. Once they move it to eight teams, that'll be perfect for right. Them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> that's that's it. that's just exactly what I was going to say. Which is funny. We're all kind of on the same page of this. I think I'm out of kind of Ohio state football questions. Cause every answer just seems to be, they're going to kill them. They're, and we're, they're great. Yeah. Agreeing with that. Yeah. I want to transition to basketball a little bit. I'm actually going to put you on the hot seat with this one, Bill. Hold so. on, hold on, Andrew, before we, before we go to that, I have one last football question. We got to talk about Sir Yacht, right? Cause we talked about it. In the beginning. <laughs> like, do you get mad when some random dude is just tweeting out nonsense? Like we are like, we love it. Cause it's hilarious, but like, do you get mad when you're like, this dude is getting all this publicity for just tweeting out of his mom's basement? Uh, no, I don't, I don't get mad. Um, it, when people take his information and think it's true, it bothers me a little bit. It just like makes me worried for the future of my profession when like literally anybody can tweet anything and people will believe him. But if you're just looking at him for entertainment value, I can see that. So, like, I'm not mad. Like, well, he didn't do anything wrong. He he exploited what Twitter is. Like, good for him. He got a, thousands of followers out of it. He's probably going to have like his own barstool show before sooner, sooner rather than later. So, like, good for him. He gained the system. Um, I would just hope that people who who uh, absorbed that information that he was tweeting knew that it was all BS and he was just making things up. Even if in the end he was kind of right. Um, <laughs> the way that he got there uh, was certainly not uh, journalistic. If one, <laughs> if one one thousandth of the thanks 
deserves to go to him for Big Ten football coming back, then I am happy that he did it. Like, it's worth it. If, yeah. if somehow, some way, it contributed even the smallest amount to Big Ten football coming back, then I'm happy he did it. And I'm sure for your job and profession, you're happy he did it because yes. Big Ten football's <laughs> back. And if that's the case, we're all in the Yacht Club. Yeah, if he had any hand in me uh, retaining my job, I'll, I'll tip my hat to the captain, that's for sure. <laughs> so, it goes by Sir Yacht. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's a great name. It's, it's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to what I was going to say, Bill, was there ever a question you had for Joey that you knew at the time he couldn't answer, but now he may be able to answer it? Oh, for man. You? That's good. Uh, I don't know. That is good. That's put me on the spot a little bit. Um. Uh, maybe I don't know if you can answer this. And I don't even know if this is a thing. I don't even know if this is a thing that players bother to even talk about. Yeah. Cam Williams blocked me on Twitter. I want to know why. Oh, <laughs> Cam Williams, he's a lost cause. The dude goes through phases where he like didn't even follow me on Instagram. Like he just, he just, he's, he's very funny. I think he is the anomaly of all the guys on the team where he was like, I don't care what people think. Like he would be the first guy to, um, if he was on like the Bulls and he requested a trade, he'd be the first guy to unfollow every one of his teammates in <laughs> the Bulls and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's actually going through the dude's head, maybe ever. And I think that's part of what makes him so awesome. But um, yeah, I, we never discussed his blocking people on Twitter, but it was frequent. So you're not alone. Okay, that makes me feel a little better because I, I it was just one day. It must have been after he was done, and I was trying to figure out like what he was doing professional wise moving forward. And I went to click on his account, and it says you're blocked. I was like, well, I'm blocked. Like, well, I, I think I've talked to Cam like twice in his career. Like, what can I possibly have done to get blocked by Cam? But man, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't maybe didn't do anything, and it was just sort of the way he operates. No, yeah, he just – that's exactly right. He just operates on a different wavelength than everyone else. I did not think we were going to talk about Cam Williams on this episode <laughs> of, of Drive the Lane, but, but here we are. Joey, why don't you uh, – why don't you – why don't you let Bill know how we usually end things on here? Oh, he yeah, can get yeah, back, yeah. He can yeah. get back to his, uh, his journalistic roots. Yeah, Andrew, that was, that was very well played, great transition. Um. Bill, on this on this podcast, we like to ask the last question in the form of a way for you to ask us any questions. So are there any burning questions that you have for us? The floor is yours. We already kind of started that, but but now it's you can ask us about anything. Ask you guys about anything. Did you guys ask Urban to do this? We had Urban, Urban on. on. I know you had Urban on. Did you give him this opportunity to ask you guys oh, a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. didn't ask any. What did he ask you guys? I don't think he asked any, right, Andrew? Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't ask him. We we, we did something with him where we talked about what football positions we. Would oh yeah, play. yeah. I asked him. I asked him. You know, I said if if I was, you know, if you were in my in my living room, you're recruiting me. What position would it be for? And he said, uh, "Well, I'd have to um, look at you athletically and and get your film and yeah." And I was like, "Well, uh, I'm a slot receiver, so whatever that." for whatever that's worth. And then Andrew's like, I'm a six, five athletic quarterback. And he's like, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for what, thanks for listening, Bill, and not knowing the answer to that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I saw, uh, I, I saw the little YouTube clip you guys put out with urban, but I didn't listen to the whole episode, but you did, you got a great quote from him about why he'll, why he'll never coach in the NFL because he can't stand to lose. And it's like, every time anyone ever asked that question, I was like, no, he's not going to go because if he went 10 and six, he'd go crazy. Yeah. When 10 and six, and made the playoff. He pulled all his hair out. 
Yeah, were you jealous? Funny. Were you jealous that we had Urban on? You could be <laughs> honest. Uh, you know, Urban's been making the rounds a little bit, so I so I don't yeah. know. I think Put like a year ago, a year ago, a year ago, no, it's, I mean, listen, it's impressive. He, he, I have a podcast. He hasn't been on my podcast. So <laughs> kudos to you guys for, for getting him on there. Um, no, I thought it was good. He, to be honest, like, I don't know, like he's kind of like buttoned up and he's like a little straight laced. And, um, I, I was happy to see that he went on with you guys and like, you got him to open up a little bit. Cause I don't think he usually does that unless he kind of sees a purpose for it. Um, so that was good that you got him to do that. We kind of prompted him at the beginning and said, just so you know, <laughs> we're going to ask you some questions that hopefully you've never been asked before. Like, Andrew, what did you ask him at the end? Well, I asked him – well, first I said – well, I asked him if he's ever going to coach it in college again and how many times he's been asked that question. <laughs> so he thought that was funny. But then we asked him cool questions like, would you, would you rather win the Rose Bowl or lose in the playoff? And that was when he was like, if I lose, I shut down my body. Yeah. Yeah. can't function. <laughs> we asked him, like, if he has the next pick in fantasy and Zeke and Michael Thomas are both on the board, who's he taking? He Ooh, wouldn't that's answer a good one. that. He wouldn't answer that. He wouldn't one. answer right it. With, like, you really think I can answer that? Like, there's, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot stick or whatever. <laughs> and then we were on, like, minute 13 or whatever, and we, were, we could tell he was getting a little agitated. So we, we wrapped it up. We, we, yeah, could, you- we could tell he's, like, looking at his phone, like, past the screen. We're like – all right, coach. Thanks. Thanks for your time. You're a busy man. Get out of that, here before you hate us. That's how um, Urban was in press conferences. You got like four questions in, and then after the fifth question, he would look to the back of the room with the camera, the clock hanging on the wall, and that's when you knew you had like maybe two or three questions left, and it was the end of the press conference. See, I'm the opposite because I only right. I had like three or four times where I got to talk to, and I was just like, "Can we get this going for hours?" Like, I'm here. Like, ask me whatever you want. So you, I, I always wonder that, like, on the other side of it, I never get to, I never get to ask people who get interviewed about what it's like to get interviewed, but, like, it's an enjoyable experience for you? Well, for me, because I didn't get to do it that much, and I just love to talk. Like, whoever wants to listen to me, like, I'll, I'll talk. Like, I remember Wally would have to, like, prep me before the interviews. He's like, Joe, like, like just answer the questions. Like, you don't <laughs> no nothing more, nothing less. Like, this isn't. It's not a show, you know. <laughs> why can't it be? I, that's I, I know that that stuff happens, and I get why it happens. But like, why can't it be a show? Why can't like well, we're like, just be like we're not yeah. asking, we're not solving, you know, we're not making the nuclear bomb here. We're talking about college basketball. No, for sure. And it used to be for me because I remember like I did like a summer update or whatever, you know, like guys do like that summer update. Yeah. People are. I mean, the questions that I'm getting asked are way different than what like you know C.J. Jackson's getting asked or whatever. Like I'm getting asked. Um, like what kind of relationship do you have with Andrew Dockage? Like, obviously that's a softball for me to say something stupid and funny. So I'm going to do that. Or like someone asked me like, what do you think about LeBron leaving to go to the Lakers? I remember that was one of the questions. And I was like, you know, I'm not a LeBron fan. Like good for him. Like, I, I don't know. Like it stinks for Cleveland. Um, he got his championship, like congrats. I don't, it's just like, I don't think CJ Jackson's getting asked that question, you know? So um, I try, I, I definitely like don't from from my perspective i wanted to make it interesting like i know you guys do it every single day it's like i i I, like i think it's a lot of fun other guys like i remember you know guys like kato who get interviewed every single day seven times a day he doesn't have as much fun doing it because he's you know bored of it or or numb to it or whatever it might be so i don't know from my perspective it was always like 
and you can ask me whatever and I'll answer and try to be entertaining, you know? So, yeah, it'll, it'll always kind of bother me a little bit when, when guys like yourself who, who didn't do interviews a ton would come out and then like, 90% of the questions were about other people. And I really tried not, not to do that. But I do remember one time, like you came out and the one thing I was interested in, and it's lazy because it's like, Oh, we're going to compare the guy who was a walk-on to the most famous walk-on ever. But I, but I was always curious about like what you, you got a pretty good profile, I think from playing at Ohio state. And I was always kind of curious what you were going to do with that. And now like you're doing this podcast and I'm on it. That's kind of yeah. cool. There it is. Yeah. I just, you know, me and Titus obviously have a, we have a really good relationship. It's, it helped because, you know, obviously he was a walk-on, I was a walk-on, but he was like a huge Cubs fan and he knew I was from Chicago. So like from right away, like right when I met him, like he was asking me questions about the Cubs and stuff, which was hilarious because like, obviously I don't really care about talking basketball. He doesn't care about talking basketball, like with, with each other. Cause there's not much to talk about going on with us. Um, but you know, I definitely in the back of my mind was like, how can I be, um, you know, interesting or well-known or whatever the like he was, but I was going to do it a different way. Um, I, we do joke about the fact that like, I had, like, I had a saying, he had a saying, I had shirts, he had shirts. Now he's, a, you know, he's a college basketball analyst, podcast, whatever you want to call it for a living. Like that's not the route that I took. Um, but it is funny that we have very similar routes. And the only difference between us is that when I got in the game, I like to chuck up as many shots as I could. Right. And when he got in the game, he tried to get no stats. So yeah. that's, that's the main difference between us. You did it right. You did it right. I get the trillion thing and it's branding, but you no, know, if I were you, I'd be in there chucking shots the entire time. It, exactly. It's like, I mean, he, it's different because he was on a great team. So like he wasn't going to get in a ton of games because like they were playing a bunch of meaningful games and they're playing deep into the tournament. But like, I knew there's some years where like we're going into the games. I'm like, okay, like if we, if I play this game, I might not play for seven more. It's like, I'm going to go get my shots up. And the coaches were so great about that. Like Holman, especially like he was, every time I got in the game, he was calling plays for me. I remember my last, (laughs) the last game when we played Houston, I checked in and obviously I was really sad. Like that was it, you know? Yeah. I was really sad, but I still had the presence of mind to, to go up to him. <laughs> After I checked in, I walked back and said, Coach, can I can I shoot it? <laughs> and he was like, Hell yeah, you're gonna shoot it. We're, we're running out, we're running elbow for you right away. So I told Dwayne, I was like, Hey, just I'm gonna get open and I'm gonna shoot it. Just please just throw it. I don't care if he steals it. And, and I chucked it up and he fouled me too. Corey Davis fouled me, but it's another story. That's great that he let you do that, though. That was that was a really good like the the your first Colts first year was obviously like a surprising run um, because everyone got everyone had you guys pegged. But I actually thought that that year when you beat Iowa State and then played Houston pretty tough for most of that game was kind of more impressive. Yeah, because of we what were, you guys lost. Yeah, we were so talent wise, just it just three notches down from the year before. So it definitely was sweeter. From my perspective, it probably it helped that it was my senior year and that we weren't supposed to be there. Um, but the win against Iowa State versus the win against, um, you know, the year before against South Dakota State, I mean, like the Iowa State win is just – that's on my top three of all time. And then just that year, it's, it's just so different because Houston, like, you could see the writing on the wall for most of the game. Like, they were really deep and yeah. they played Caleb really well. And you could see the writing on the wall versus the flip side was like – Every I have buddies on Gonzaga, and every week there's some mention of the fact that we got killed the first time we played them, and then we should have beaten them the second time, and then they go on a run. Like, it's like, that could have been us. Like, that year yeah. was so wide open. That's 
another reason why the Iowa State win was so much better is because the year before, like we we could have been a Sweet Sixteen team. So yeah, that was that was that was the best win of Holman Center, I think, the Iowa State one so far. Yeah, that was the whole lead up to that was let's just show them what the Big Ten's about. Big Big Twelve is a bunch of babies, not actually, but that's what it's kind of how it played guys out. <laughs> like let's show them what Big Ten basketball is about, which is for me fun because I'm not the poster boy for Big Ten basketball, <laughs> um, but. It, it, it is true like that you know that year especially like the Big Ten just beat up on each other um to the point where it looked like all the teams were the same whereas the Big 12 it's like you know run and gun different type of basketball maybe if I played in the Big 12 it would have been a little bit easier for me to to get some playing time but but but, but that's okay so but yeah, I guys, agree yeah you guys pushed them around and there was those are three NBA players on that team yeah so I mean like it, it's crazy that that like I mean, I could talk about that game forever. The fact that they didn't double-team Caleb is insanity. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, literally, he was catching the ball two feet away from the basket and scoring. It was he made, he made They made Caleb look like Shaq, which yep. he wasn't Shaq, but it was, it was ridiculous. It, it's such a fun game. Oh, And, like, the fact that Iowa State had so much firepower, like you said. Like, it made it so much better. You like how I uh, deflected from me asking you a question by just talking about basketball and not having to answer the question? Yeah, no, it's perfect. Now you just get me ranting because you know that I could talk. <laughs> I could talk forever, so it's perfect. You're you're a pro's pro. I try to. Wait, be. I got I, to be. I got one more question though, Bill. Before we let you go, when do okay. when do we get to come on four to six with A and B? Ooh, maybe soon. We're we're moving to two episodes a week now, so we might have to bring you. I can bring both you guys on and just kick Ari off, and it can be uh, <laughs> Andrew can be the A and then replace Ari, and then we'll just we'll mix Joey in for one episode too. Yeah, you. If you're gonna pick one of us, pick pick Andrew because you got to keep the theme going with the A and stuff. And yeah. also, like, I don't. <laughs> I can give you all I can give you for football is like I love Drew Chrisman. Like, we're really good friends. That's all I can. I give love you. Drew Chrisman too. He's the best player on the team. We can talk about that. Bill, we've been yeah. on uh, we've been on Seth Greenberg's show though, so you know you might have to reach out to our agents and we'll see if we can do it. Wow, that's pretty good. That's uh, it actually, that's the craziest thing about about our show so far. Is obviously we did the TBT stuff, but like Seth texted us, or someone from TBT texted us, is like Seth wants to have you on his show, and then the next week, the whoever our slot was now Tom Izzo. So like it, <laughs> they went from us to Izzo, and Andrew sends me whoever's on every week, and we laugh about it because every week it is someone a Hall of Fame caliber someone. And then for one week, it was two 23-year-olds talking about the basketball tournament. It was what? like, and today we have a sit-down conversation with Michael Jordan, LeBron, <laughs> and and then the following week, we have Andrew Zolden and Joey Lade coming on to talk about TBT. It was just... Call, what did they call us? Didn't the insiders. Us? Yeah, they called us TBT the insiders. insiders. Like, yeah. Oh, man. That's how I kind of feel right now. If you scroll through your iTunes feed, it says like Urban Meyer and Joshua Perry and Chris Holtman and even Robert Mays, who's a way better football writer than I am. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I appreciate the opportunity. Well, then you got to just retweet the shit out of it then and, and prove your worth. I will. I promise you that I will. Now you know, Bill, how I felt for four straight years of being like, what am I doing in this room? So um, that's how I felt my entire life. So welcome to the club. Yeah, it feels good. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for coming on. We're definitely, we definitely would love to have you back on during the season. Like, if Ohio State loses, we're going to get you right away to to kind of give us the rundown on that. Okay. And that sounds like we're not going to have you on because we don't think they're going <laughs> to lose. But but what I really mean is like we want to have you on for something that's like not a month and a half before the season. 
Yeah, I'll come. Hopefully, they'll play a close game, and then I can come on and we can talk about that. Yeah, at the, very least. the Indiana game. It'll be a scare. They'll win by twenty-one points. Yeah, I'll, I'll, like, I'll come oh, on God. before the Indiana game and pump it up and, and put Ohio State on alert, and then have everybody bet Indiana that Ohio State will win by thirty. Perfect. Love Perfect. All right, man. Well, thank you. We'll talk soon, and be sure to retweet. I promise <laughs> you, I'll retweet, and I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, thanks. thanks man. Talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. All right, we hope you enjoyed that schedule breakdown with Bill Landis. And, you know, we talked a little bit about everything. Of course, Joe got into his time at Ohio State because Bill was covering the team, which that's kind of a weird dynamic, but that's why we wanted to. It was, it was definitely a weird dynamic, but fun, because my relationship with those guys is different. Like, we'll have other guys, um, especially once basketball season starts, because um, we haven't really had a chance to really, like – uh, like now that we are zooming with everyone, now we can interview whoever from Ohio State, right? So um, we'll get some some better, like not better, but more relevant and more interesting, more insightful guests, maybe less like story like and more informational interviews, like a Joshua Perry interview about the Big Ten, you know? So yeah, I, I, w- I want to say this too, not that we need to apologize for anything we ever do, but for the sake of apologizing. Like, I'm sorry we didn't get Urban after Ohio State beat Penn State. Like, I'm sorry we had Evan Turner in the middle of, of August when it's not really relevant. But, like, for a while there, there were no sports. There were definitely no Ohio State sports, and it looked like there was going to be no Big Ten football. So, trust us, we're just as excited as you and as eager as you to hear, you know, a little more relevant and interesting guests. We're going to have a lot of – of, you know, analysts slash writers and reporters that we've built a rapport with over the last year and a half or so. So once football season really kicks off, you're going to see good old-fashioned drive the lane where it's hyper, hyper-focused on Ohio State. NBA stuff will be in the rearview mirror. NFL will be going on, but by then, all former Buckeyes might be out for the year, which is just crazy. Literally insane. Sucks. But – we do but, want to finish. Yeah, I, I just one last thing to, to touch on is that like interviews, obviously it's like we've had such a wide range of guests, right? Where it's been guys that have been my teammates and now are in the NBA and then, um, you know, like reporters. And I think that all of them bring something different to the table. Like the interview with Landis is, was so much fun for us because it, it's just different. It's fun to ask questions that like we're in the quote unquote in the media, but we don't know the answers in this stuff. We don't really get to do media stuff. So it's a nice change of pace for us. I hope it's a nice change of pace for you guys as well, just to hear guys who are more insightful and more informational versus, you know, comedy stories, you know? So um, that's kind of what we're getting at is trying to be diverse. And while being diverse, we're also going to zero in on Ohio state specific stuff. We're trying to get back in the groove of that, that. And we're going to take so, advantage of football. When, when football really kicks off, we're going to have a lot. Exactly. So, so yeah. That's the deal. That's the tea, sis. We're going to finish up. Finish up. Oh, I'm getting some feedback right now. You're getting some feedback? Some bad feedback? I think it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. All right, we're going to finish up with some questions that were asked to the Drive the Lane page and to Joey's page. Joey, you want to just go back and forth? Maybe we'll ask three each. Yeah, sure. All right. First one is from Andrew Zolden and says, I have another segment idea in mind. First one from Joey was, this is a cop-out, because what we've been doing <laughs> is we've been 
coming up with a segment each for each other. And Joey thought I was not going to do a segment. I was just going to do questions, which is not what I was doing. Okay. Just you get from my perspective when we had just, we had just talked about how we're each going to come up with a segment. I texted you that I had an idea and you responded with posting on drive lane, social media. Hey, ask us questions for a segment. All right. Your turn. All right. First one I got top five Ohio state players of all time. Basketball. I mean, that's tough. Can you? Insane. Insanely tough. Um, let's I'm gonna just make change, it. I'm, I'm going to change it. I'm going to break the rules a little bit. I'm going to change it to my, like, favorite slash best. Because, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't want to not say someone from, like, the 60s and then get jumped on on Twitter. Yeah, no, we'll, we're going to do 20 years ago and then we'll say. All right, so I'll say Turner, Kraft, um, and honorable mention is Mike Conley. He's probably the best player, like, you know, like career arc wise, but yeah. Adam, I say I probably got to put Michael Red over Conley and then Sollinger. And then, I mean, Greg Oden, even though he's yeah. similar boat as Conley, he was a more dominant player than, than Conley. So mine are Kraft, Sollinger, uh, Oden, Michael Red, Turner, Joe, you, um, only people that I think are in that discussion that you didn't mention, Kata, definitely in the discussion. Um, I mean, Big Ten Player of the Year. How many of those guys won Big Ten Player of the Year? I think only E.T. of the guys that you mentioned. So, um, Kata, Michael Red, you said Scooney is, is definitely um, on there as well. Um, I mean, JT is probably not in this quite the same breath, but – uh, in terms of legacy in Ohio State, he's up there because he played four years and two different coaching staffs. Um, but, no, you nailed it on the head. I think the easy guys are, you know, Michael Red, Evan Turner, Sully, Kraft, and Gio. I think that those are the, the easy guys. I think I maybe put Kata in there uh, instead of one of those guys. Um, maybe instead of Kraft. I don't know. That's not fair, though. But um, Well, then you also got to have, you know, you got to mention D'Angelo Russell, similar with Conley, where uh, – yeah, shit. We didn't even – oh, my God. Yeah, like, D'Angelo is in the top five, 100, 100 billion percent. Right. But first he's, team unanimous, all, all right. Big Ten guys, first team All-American. And he, then, I mean, it's just hard not to have, like, D'Angelo. E.T., like, E.T., E.T. D'Angelo. E.T., D'Angelo, and Greg Oden are a 1,000% on the list. And then the rest are up for interpretation. I think Sully's got probably got to be in there, too. Yeah. So It's hard not to have D'Angelo, the all-time Big Ten leader in – and three pointers made. No, it's no, it's, it's a, pretty easy not to have him. It's a little easy. different, but all right, I'll go to my okay. great great question from Mark. That was from Mark. All right, question from Sam Panich. Do you know him? I do know Sam. Is Joey a celebrity, an athlete, both, or neither? Uh, you can answer it. I think about two years ago he was he was trending on the both category, and then I think he lost the athlete when he was no longer a player, and now I think he's a media personality more than he is a celebrity. So, so Shaq's not an athlete. No, not right now. He's not an athlete though. No, he's he's celebrity status now. All right, I just think. Obviously, it's not my opinion that matters, but I think it, once you're – I don't – I'm not a celebrity. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, maybe for Ohio State, but, like, that's ridiculous. Um, but I guess once you're, one of, once you're one of those, you don't just stop. 
athlete, I don't, that doesn't, like, relevant athlete, like, well-known athlete, like, everyone's an athlete. I worked for Nike. That's what we say, everyone. If you have a body, you're an athlete. But um, celebrity-wise, once you become a celebrity, you're not, you don't just not because, like, Britney Spears is still a celebrity. She's not even relevant anymore, you know? So, True. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to give myself the not, not an athlete anymore, but still a celebrity within Ohio State. Fair. Fair enough. That's so ridiculous for me to say. I, I don't want to call myself a celebrity. No, That's so All right. And then let's do one more each. Okay. Um, is it okay? This is from Marissa. Is it okay to wear slides with any length of socks above ankle socks in public? Yeah. Absolutely. Wear whatever you want, Sarah. Yeah. That's a vibe, bro. That's a vibe. Sarah? Uh, Marissa, close though. Wear whatever you want, Marissa. All right, last question. What slash where is the best burger you've ever had? And it was asked by my friend from Israel, so I know the answer he's looking for from me, but what's the answer from you? Wow. That's so hard. Um, this might be recency bias, but Press Girl in Columbus has an outstanding burger. In my opinion, I love multiple burgers that are the thinner patties. You know, I love that. Shake style? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and it, but it's like, it's not a fast casual restaurant. It's a real deal restaurant. So that's a little bit of recency bias, but, uh, but that's, that's what I'm going to go with right now. That's ridiculously recency biased. Shake Shack is unbelievable. If we're talking about well-known burgers, Shake Shack's the best fast food burger. All right. I like that answer. Well, this has been another insightful. What's your answer? Well, mine's this place in Israel that we didn't even know the name of, but it was across the street from our apartment. Deebler should check it out. I was actually messaging him the other day about Israel, and I was like, have you been going out? I'm like, have you been going out to eat? He's like, dude, I can't even leave my apartment. I think they're on like a two-week shutdown right now. He's been doing the Israeli version of of Uber Eats and stuff, so he's, he's not getting the full Israel experience. We should probably have him on and talk about Israel we probably should i think i got to do this honorary question because it's not fair um because it's from joe gemma he asks, who's the best photographer in the big 10 and we know it's joe so joe would be mad if our if his question wasn't chosen if he listens to this and texts me and says thank you then it's worth it if not he has never mentioned on this episode on this podcast ever again fair so there's some i got a bunch of other ones that are just not worthy they're not fun enough i get asked them all the time so be better question answers this has been one of the more fun episodes we've done in a while we were able to talk about college football we had stupid but insightful and fun segments at the beginning insightful (laughs) check us out on twitter at drive lane pod follow zedia at zedia network check out all the shows we're coming to you every wednesday we may move back to monday after college football who knows it's always it's always moving. Still looking for sponsors. If you want to sponsor us, hit us up. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Joe? Go Tiger Woods. I'm watching the golf right now. And go Buckeyes.